Welcome to Get Real, How to Live a More Authentic Life, with psychologist and author of over 75 books, Dr. Barry Weinhold. everybody and welcome back to get real how to live a more authentic life with dr barry weinhold dr weinhold how are you today i'm fine ben how are you doing i'm doing fantastic i'm excited to be back and and recording more episodes with you uh and i love your shirts tell me a little bit about what your shirt says well it says i would like to apologize to anyone i have not yet offended i'll back up so everybody please be patient you'll uh I will get to you as soon as possible <laughs> or soon. shortly. Nice. Shortly. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. What does it mean? Well, it, means, to you. I, it means that in this show, I'm liable to offend people. <laughs> and so I'm apologizing in advance if I offend anybody. <laughs> and nice. uh, I had an opportunity to practice this last night. Unfortunately, uh, I went to the symphony and uh, had a wonderful time and then came back and I kept thinking about the show during the intermission of the symphony. And so I thought I got to do a little preparation for the show. And the best way I can prepare for this show is watch old George Carlin videos. And I don't know if you're a George Carlin fan, but I am. Yeah, of course. And so uh, I, I was watching on my upstairs television and uh, I had it up a little bit because my stepson was there and he was in the kitchen I'm making some stuff and I want him to be able to hear as well. And uh, I lost track of time and everything. And I was laughing so hard that my Airbnb guest downstairs texted me and said, I'm ready to go to bed. Would you please uh, be a little more quiet upstairs? (laughs) So I was having too much fun. And I I had to then write uh, a text of apology to my downstairs guest desk that I was having too much fun that I, I temporarily forgot about the time, which was 1130 at night. <laughs> and and also forgot that I actually had a guest downstairs. So uh, I get carried away sometimes. And But George Carlin is the best way that I can prepare for this uh, podcast because uh, he's so outrageously uh, authentic that he's my role model. I'm, I can uh, sometimes forgive his 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 rather aggressive style and his language but his his message is is spot on and i'm always grateful to to uh you know to to listen and laugh with george and uh, there's a new documentary out now on his i watched yeah i watched uh i watched a preview of the documentary yesterday i would recommend it to everybody who who doesn't know george because he's he's an american treasure as far as i'm concerned Absolutely. Um, so today's episode is what does it uh, what does an authentic life look like? Well, it's that's kind of uh, 
my my usually quick and dirty answer is uh, the the authentic life is when what you're doing when nobody's looking. And so, uh, but actually, that's a, that's kind of uh, not com the complete answer because some people think they're authentic, but they're not. They're they're really uh, just faking it till they make it, kind of. So, uh, but it's really hard to be authentic in our culture. Uh, and George has the, the the answer to this in one word: conformity. <laughs> he says that. Uh, Everybody is too busy conforming to something or somebody or some idea or some group or something that they they lose themselves. And that's my basic message as well, is that we lose track of, of who we really are if we spend too much of our time trying to conform to what we think other people would love us to do or say. I mean, we become people pleasers and, and too much of that. And... And so, but we, we are actually uh, programmed to do that. I mean, we start out by being parent pleasers. In order to, order to grow up in a family, typically we have to do and say things that please our parents. Yeah. And that's our first training, our first programming. And, and so, uh, however that went with you, uh, actually, most of us, it, it's, it was functional because it helped us survive childhood. I don't know if we'd have been uh, as authentic as we really wanted to be. It would, we would have gotten along very well with our parents and we would have probably suffered more in the process. So it probably suffered, it saved uh, us some, some grief in the process. But then we went to school and then we had to uh, please our teachers in order to get the grades. And so that was a big second programming we got. And then we went to church, we had to please the, the minister and the people in the church uh, and, and follow what the, the Bible and the doctrine of that church uh, dictated that we do, whether we believe it or not, <laughs> you know, it was just kind of expected. And then uh, after we finished high school or college and we went to work, then we had to please our boss <laughs> and, and other people in, in who, who we worked with. And so, uh, and then finally, we had to please the whole, the whole damn culture, <laughs> that uh, for you know, and and that's the biggest obstacle right now that I look at is that people have been programmed to conform, and in that programming to conform, they basically are focusing on others, and hoping that somehow, uh, by focusing on others, they can get along with others and have people accept them, and include them. Because the biggest fear people seem to have is to be excluded in some way. I mean, on social media, that's the worst thing you can do is 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 take them off your 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 Facebook account. I mean, that's 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 the hugest uh, kind of uh, uh, to un yeah to unfollow someone to unfollow. That's the term. Yeah, yeah, and and yet I mean, look at all that in a realistic way. And George Carlin has such a a great way of, of, of putting it. Uh, he mostly everything he says is, is preceded by two words, bullshit. <laughs> and then he goes on to, to show why it's bullshit. And so uh, that's what I'm trying to do on this podcast is to, to people to help people get real and be more authentic. And so uh, 
and and your question was about what that looks like and it is really difficult i, I mean i it comes in kind of humorous ways sometimes i lived in europe twice and i've traveled to over 27 different countries and you see people trying to uh uh um, provide signs of authentic english and sometimes they really miss the mark <laughs> and i've had some a couple of humorous ones i recalled there's one in a laundry in rome where the sign said ladies leave your clothing with us in the morning and spend the afternoon having a good time. So, so I mean, I guess when in Rome, do as the Romans. So I hope that people didn't take that sign literally. And uh, a sign in a, in a Berlin hotel at the desk said, our guests are invited to uh, bring their values to, uh, to for safekeeping here. And uh, so uh, the English language gets we lived in Switzerland and there was a sign in one of the restaurants we lived, we worked to and says, our wine list leaves a lot to be desired. <laughs> and, uh, they're, you know, they, they try to uh, portray authentic English, uh, in a Japanese hotel. There's a sign that said, uh, uh, our guests are invited to take advantage of the chambermaid. <laughs> and my best one though, it came in, uh, I saw, uh, an Acapulco hotel where the sign of the restaurant in the hotel said, my, our manager has personally passed all the water served at this restaurant. <laughs> Quite a guy. <laughs> so anyway, those are kind of more humorous things, but I mean, in, in seriousness, uh, trying to live an authentic life is a chore. It's it, it, We're living in a society where everywhere you look, you don't have support for that. That's why I'm hoping this podcast can be a support for people who have awakened and realized that they have not been living an authentic life and now want to start doing it. So uh, how I'm basically going to answer that question, I kind of went around Jones Barn a couple of times with that, but the basic answer comes in a self-quiz that I'm going to offer to everybody in the audience free of charge. And it basically says how to live an authentic life. And so I have 32 different items on that. Uh, uh, here it is. Uh, and if you look at this, it, it's things that uh, we ask people to rate themselves on each one of these from one to 10. One being, I don't know much about that. And 10, I've, I've really knocked it on that one. I'm, I'm, I'm all clear on it. So, and then when I work with clients with this, I, I basically, uh, look at the items where they rated themselves at five or under. And then we look at how we might be able to raise that score for that item. So look at the first one there. Uh, leave it up there a minute more. Uh, show up and tell the truth. Well, this is, this is a basic one. I put it number one. And I'll, for each one, I have questions that help you reflect on, on, on what it means. So do you walk your talk? And are, are you uh, radically present in everything you do in your life? Uh, uh, can you uh, uh, speak your truth without having to be uh, afraid that something bad's going to happen? Can you be vulnerable? And, and I mean, vulnerability is a huge part of being real because you can't hide behind the false self, as I call it, uh, and, and still be uh, authentic. And then the last one is, uh, can you be transparent? 
as as much as you want to or or again are you so much of a people pleaser that it's too risky for you to even tell the truth about what's going on with you uh so the, those are the that's one of the items if you go down a little further one that i think is a huge one that uh a number eight uh keep all your agreements with others now uh basically uh that means that if you have, make an agreement with somebody either keep it or renegotiate it if you have to change it renegotiate it directly with the person you made it with don't just blow it off because one of the the best ways to build trust in any kind of relationship i'm talking about personal relationships as well as business relationships is to keep your agreements with these people if i hire somebody in a business transaction and they don't keep their agreements they're not going to get any more business from me i simply don't have time or energy to have to follow up with people who don't keep agreements and so it's it's a bottom line for me and i think it's a bottom line if you want to build trust in any kind of relationship you're in so that's one of the big ones in there uh go down going down further number uh 13 uh heal your traumas and betrayals well interesting about betrayals because what we've found in researching uh, how children uh, perceive what happens to them in, in their early childhood uh, when they are not treated as the number one objective of the parent they feel betrayed and so parents are busy parents who have careers uh, parents have who have uh, other siblings to take care of uh, who have other obligations uh, can inadvertently betray uh, the trust of their children because children uh, come into this world believing their parents are omnipotent they can do everything and they're they're everything to that child and so when the parent fails to do something that the child thinks they should they, they have a feeling of betrayal and then the word trauma is used a lot and I, I'll talk more about that in the next couple of episodes about how people deal with trauma. But basically, there's a difference between a trauma and an owie. You know, trauma is something that happened to us and nobody was there to comfort us. No one was there to help us understand what happened. No one was there to really uh, help make that just an owie. And, and if there was somebody there to do that, it doesn't become a trauma. It just becomes an owie to people and they, they don't even remember it. So trauma is something we have to always be uh, uh, aware of it, but it's not something that uh, is, is something we have to just live with the rest of our lives. I'll be sharing in the next couple of episodes ways that people can heal traumas. And, and it's, it's pretty simple, which uh, I, I like to keep things simple as, as best I can. So that's sort of my answer to your question, Ben. It's a long-winded one. Uh, any other follow-up questions with that one? Uh, yeah, I, I, I do. What do you, um, well, maybe not necessarily a follow-up, but just in, in general, um, what, uh, like, what are some examples that you could give us of what it looks like specifically to live a more authentic life? Well, um, the the the, the, qui the self quiz pr presents some of those, but uh, in terms of uh, uh, examples of clients I've worked with, and uh, I, I had recently had this 
67-year-old man who uh, uh, was recently remarried. And uh, his wife uh, apparently uh, said, either you open up to me and be more vulnerable or this marriage is over. So he signed up uh, as a client and he had lived pretty much the traditional male life. You know, the strong, silent type, you know them. And he hardly ever shared much about his inner world with anybody. And he, he didn't seem to even know what that was, what that looked like. And so, but after two sessions with him, he began to uh, become, actually I also sent him to watch uh, Brene Brown's TED Talk on vulnerability. And, and between Brene and I, we were able to break through the shell and he began to realize how much of life he was missing. And so he, uh, he's, he had a three hour, three hour conversation with his wife, which he'd never done before and had, and just opened up and, and told her everything that was going on, including his feelings. And, and then he also had a three hour conversation with his son that he had never done before. And he's like a new man. I mean, when he, I first met him in the first session, he kind of looked forlorn and uh, talked a little bit this way. And, and now he's so full of energy. And he went out and, and um, actually he, he has a computer and he, he likes to read ebooks. So he bought 20 ebooks on how to, how to uh, uh, be more open and how to, how, to be, how to communicate what's going on inside of you, including two of mine. <laughs> and, and, and I mean, it's just like, to see somebody like that in two sessions, just totally open up their life, and he's and there's no turning back. When you when you make that decision to to get real, there's no turning back. You you can't undo that decision, and it it may take a while for you to totally operationalize what that means in your life, but it's a pathway and it's a journey, and it always journey the journey of a thousand miles always begins with the first step. And that's the first step is realizing that you haven't been real. You've been living in a false, out of a false self. And, and, and that to me uh, is, is really very important. I had my own story about that too. And uh, I'll share one incident. Uh, I grew up in a family where uh, nobody ever said that I love you. And I hardly ever saw people hugging in my family. And, and so I was in graduate school and it kind of worked on me because there were times I felt like maybe I'm not very lovable because nobody ever told me that. And so I said, gee, I, I feel like I should have had that. Well, like I said, I can wait till the cows come home for my parents to, to, to wake up and decide the, to tell me that, or I can take the bull by the horns. And so what I did was I, I was talking on the phone then, they were living in Pennsylvania and I was in Minnesota. And I would end my conversations with, well, I just want you to know I love you. At first, there was this dead silence at the other end of the phone. You could tell that this was too shocking to them at first. But I kept doing it. And eventually, I'd get these muffled, well, we, we, we love you too. Blah, 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 blah. And, uh, but I kept doing it. And then when I'd go home for a visit, I would also make sure that I would... Um, number of times during the visit where it was appropriate, tell them how much I loved them. And this was sincere. I mean, I felt, I, I really felt 
I had a lot of love in my heart for my parents and I never got, to, I was waiting for them to express it first. And I said, well, you got to take responsibility and make it happen if you want that. And so I kept doing it. And then they kept, uh, they kept gradually coming around and saying, and then we never would part without, I love you. And, and then also hugging was also added in because when I first went home, my dad would reach out his hand to shake my hand and I would say, I'd walk right by that and give him a big hug. And, and so I broke the mold in my family as a result. And I didn't know how profound that was until I was doing a workshop uh, uh, near where they lived and it was on a Saturday and I, it was a one day workshop in somebody's home, a small group, maybe 20 people. And uh, I said, gee, why don't you two come with me and see what I do? And my mother, who, who was a beautician, that was our big day. So she couldn't, she was working for Saturdays. But my dad's a nine to fiver. And so on Monday, Friday, so he was free. And he said, sure, I'll go with you. So he came and we went to this house and there was like 20 people in a circle around this big living room, all sitting in chairs. So I started the workshop by saying, well, why don't you just all, each of you introduce yourselves and say a little bit about why you're here, what your expectations are thought that would give me some kind of clue about what uh, I had planned to present, whether I had to alter that at all or, or go with what they were wanting. So everybody went around and shared uh, who they were and what they wanted. And it came to my dad's turn. He was sitting in the, in the circle and he stood up. I thought, what is this? My dad's kind of a shy person to start with. I thought, what is he doing? This is not, this is way out of character. And he said, I'm Kern Weinhold, and Barry uh, is my son. I'm his father. And he started pointing his finger at people. And he said, I just want all of you to know how important it is for you to tell your children that, they, that you love them. And he sat down. So, I mean, my lower jaw was on the floor. I never thought I would hear those words out of my father. In that way, he got it. And it really had a profound effect on our relationship for the rest of his life. He lived in 93. So we had a lot of time together after that happened to uh, enjoy a much more uh, authentic life together. And he was able to tell me all the things that were going on with him. And I was able to tell him all the things that was going on with me. And we always uh, hugged and, and said, I love you, you know, in a very sincere way. So it, it's sometimes we, we tend to think it, it would be impossible for these things to change. But if we just take responsibility for making it happen, we can make a lot of things happen in our lives and we can get real and help other people get real in the process. So that's my story and I'm sticking with it. I love it. I love it. And one of the first steps that you can take is to download this free self quiz uh, and there is a link in the show notes uh, to the Google Drive folder that has the uh, self-quiz, How to Live an Authentic Life Individual. And um, you can download that there as long with, along with that, uh, that folder will have a whole bunch of other resources uh, as we compile them through the episodes, um, other, other quizzes uh, that Dr. Weinhold has, has set out and so much more. Um, Barry, is there anything else that you'd like to talk about before we close? No, I think uh, I've covered enough in this episode to uh, hopefully stimulate some thinking and maybe some action. I hope people take the uh, self-quiz. And uh, if you're in 
interested in any, com if you have any comments or questions about any of the items, uh, please send us uh, those questions through the, uh, uh, through the, um, I believe it'll be, if there's a question section on the YouTube. Uh, there is, yep, and there's also and there's also an email address in the show notes that you can send emails directly to uh, Dr. Weinhold. So I will, I will respond to your emails and your questions. Awesome, any of those are great, are fantastic options. Barry, thank you. This is always this is always a pleasure, and uh, I can't wait to talk to you again next week. Okay, we'll see you next time. For more information, please visit the Colorado Institute for Conflict Resolution and Creative Leadership at CICRCL.org or click the link in the show notes.